Welcome into DTC. It has been a two-week absence for us, recording, posting, pretty much doing anything. I think we all caught Caps fever, and then that whirlwind ended, and I think everybody just needed a little bit of time to exhale, breathe, enjoy the moment. Obviously, the World Cup started as well, but LP and FP will be joining me here. My name is Joe in just a moment. To get into the Caps, a lot's happened just in the last uh, two weeks, two and a half weeks since the Cup came to D.C. We got a touch on the Wizards. We've had a draft, an unsuccessful Ernie Grunfeld draft, a terrible trade, which I could argue maybe wasn't so terrible depending on how it ends up playing out, NBA free agencies around the corner and all eyes on the Wizards to make something of their terrible situation, improve their standing just a little bit. I don't know how they're going to get out of contract hell, but we will see. The Nationals are sliding. We have a whole show dedicated to the Nationals coming on Friday. The beat reporters, our guys, will be covering all the topics over the past 10 days or so. Lots going on there. No infighting per se, but two gem performances back-to-back now. Three overall for Max and three big losses. I mean, who would have seen that coming? But a lot, lots of Nat stuff coming on Friday, so stay tuned for that. World Cup is in full swing. Day 14. In the books, Germany knocked out. A couple other huge surprises and, and talking points that we, we will get into tomorrow, Thursday. World Cup Roundtable. Same donkeys from the show about two weeks ago that previewed all the groups. I, I'm going to just say I, I got quite a few of my quote-unquote crazy picks right, but all World Cup stuff will be coming tomorrow. Tonight, and on this episode anyway, really going to focus in on the Capitals and what's happened over the last two and a half weeks, the Wizards, and specifically what's happened over the last week with them, with Gortat leaving, Rivers coming in, potentially Rivers leaving as well. Some Redskins stuff maybe towards the end as well. There's a lot of hype around Darius Geis. We've been on this guy from since draft night. We're excited to see what he can do in a uniform for us. Um, he's just celebrated a birthday. He keeps you know going bowling with fans. There's a lot to talk and unpack specifically around him. But Alex Smith has been a topic of conversation as well, offline between us and our uh, DTC you know, WhatsApp group when we do some show prep, which we haven't recorded anything in two weeks, so some of it's a little stale. But nonetheless, FP, welcome back to the show. LP, welcome back to the show. It's been, it feels like it's been a month or a month and a half. It's nice to be back in the saddle. You know, We're going to shake the rust off here in the next couple of minutes. Um, but just fill everybody in here. The last two weeks, two and a half weeks or so, the Caps bring the trophy home. The World Cup starts. What else has been going on? What's Give me give me your two top stories in sports uh, as we get into things here. FP, you go first. Uh, sports in general or yeah, am sports I... Sports in general. Sports... Or, uh, up to you, but sports in general. I, I All I know is I am definitely coming off of my bender of the Caps celebration uh, and just watching the Caps celebrate. Just... It, I just couldn't concentrate on anything else. No, no other sport really existed to me for the last month, uh, and it, it's fantastic. And me and LP were talking about it. What's amazing is that there's almost nobody in D.C. that even really care about the Redskins or their offseason, and that might be one of the best things that the Redskins need uh, for their offseason is that nobody gives a crap about them. Um, but I'm, I'm trying to follow you guys and – and watch the World Cup and, and pretend to care about this this huge thing, even though the U.S. isn't in it. Trying to follow along and watch uh, CR7 and, and Messi and all those Bobos do their thing that they're apparently <laughs> amazing at. They are not Bobos. They're not apparently amazing at. They are well, amazing so, at, but go ahead. So according to LP, Messi's better than Ronaldo, but... Well, you're that, new to the sport. The you watched it. What do you think? What What is your from, amateur from my take? Virgin, from my virgin hey, hey, eyes. hey, hey, hey. Let's not judge a, a whole career based on two weeks of soccer, okay? From my virgin eyes, Ronaldo's leaps and bounds better than Messi. Oh, beautiful. Leaps beautiful. and bounds. LP, how about you, my man? It's a losing conversation. It's the Jordan versus LeBron versus Kobe it's not because they're playing in the same era. That's that's what messy <laughs> fanboys say. And I'm going to crucify you for that remark tomorrow on the World Cup show. But let's get into what let's do you it. know, let's get into your, you know, what have you been doing the last two and a half weeks? What's going on with you? Your two biggest stories in sports. Uh so we can't overlook the the World Cup. Um I've been on the podcast here and I've been talking about it for a while that I was really pissed off that the US is not in 
the World Cup. But I'll say, I'll tell you this, man. For the past two weeks, it's been stress-free watching soccer almost every game. Um, and it's been good soccer. It's been amazing um, seeing Germany kind of come back in game two and then drop uh, the ball here against South Korea today. Um, so soccer has been number one. There's been so many storylines and we saw Maradona partying yesterday and then going to the hospital. Just Why does your boy rock stuff. so many watches, by the way? Why does he have so many watches? Why is he wearing so many watches? When, when you reach his level, you can do whatever the heck you want. All right. Who cares? Who's going to say something to him? He's, he, he's he royalty. Doesn't have much left in him. Let's say that. Based on his partying yesterday, he doesn't have a whole much, bunch left in him. Okay, so World Cup is number LeBron one. What's number watch? two? LeBron. LeBron watch. watch. Uh, LeBron watch is officially 2018. LeBron watch has started. Um, Nobody you saw, cares. You saw Richard Jefferson <laughs> hit social media, uh, declaring his the end of his friendship with LeBron, saying, "I don't give a crap where you end up." And don't ask me about it. And because I live in L.A., uh, it's hard for people not to ask me. But don't ask because I don't care. And him being a little salty that his kids are Le- are bigger LeBron fans than they are daddy fans. So LeBron Watch has been, you know, story number two. So let, we're going to get into LeBron Watch and the NBA. But I- I'm surprised neither of you said Barry Trotz. Um, I, I think for me, you know, that would probably be one of the bigger stories. Um, and, and, you know, let's unpack it here just a little bit. For those that don't know, um, Barry Trotz, he had signed an agreement, you know, many moons ago that if he had won, if he won the Stanley Cup, which is crazy talk considering when he signed this deal four years ago, if he won the World Cup, that there were well, the World Cup, geez, if they, <laughs> soccer's on my brain too, if he won the Stanley Cup, <laughs> then there would be a uh, automatic two-year extension and an automatic bump of 300K, putting him somewhere around uh, 1.8, 1.9 million. So around 2 million per season for two years, uh, so 4 million total. Um, he basically says, no, I want a bigger deal, which we can debate whether that's an appropriate move considering the magnitude of the moment. But ultimately, he decides to resign as the, uh, you know, the leader of the pack in Washington and the next day accepts a position with the Islanders, which he was linked to, in fairness, almost like, I mean, weeks ago before the, before the, 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 um, the Caps playoff run. But before we get into what his decision is and the, the final outcome do you have a take, either of you, on if you signed it, you should own up to it and live by it? And if the caps were gonna, if the brass was gonna give you a little bit more out of good faith, then so be it. But you signed an agreement, you should live up to it. Uh, I find myself saying, hey, you signed it, you probably mm, didn't think you were gonna win. No. You won, and now you're asking for a little bit more. That's okay, but you can't ask for like triple, which is essentially so- what he was doing. So the one thing that that people need to realize about Trotz leaving, um, he he was on a team. He was coaching a team where management brought in Reardon, and he was essentially working alongside his replacement. Yeah, the his enti- shadow the was entire time. the shadow was being trained to, to right. overcome. It, it was the man. it was the the Aaron Rodgers Brett Favre thing, right? Like there was bad blood, but they got along together and they they did well, but. That that was his biggest issue was that he was working alongside Reardon, and 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 Reardon did great because he was essentially the reason our our defense shored up. It got better when he was our assistant coach, and and our power play got better, and he did a lot of good things. Not to take away from Trotz, um, but the other thing that you have to realize from Trotz's camp is up until the end of Game Two of the Columbus Blue Jackets series, everybody wanted Trotz fired. Everybody was done with him. Everybody was blaming him. Everybody said he took this core and he missed his window and he couldn't get his win and he couldn't do any of that stuff to the point where like, like I was, and and you guys probably were starting to think it it was like, what is he doing? He's not doing enough with this team. And and, sure. And and people killed him for Groovy over Hopi and all that other stuff. But you know, and he flipped the contract and he coached it. But if you sign a contract, if you sign a contract, I would say you got to live and die by it. You want to resign. Fine. But you can't come asking for more because so, you signed something. You already signed but your. The thing and, is, the thing is, it wasn't necessarily money he wanted. He wanted a five-year guarantee. We didn't want to give him a five-year guarantee. He got the automatic two-year bump or whatever that you get for the Stanley win. He wanted more of a guarantee. He wanted five years, and that's exactly what he got with the Islanders. We he also want a lot more money. 
Well, I mean, that's going to come with your five-year deal and, and winning a Stanley Cup, but he, he wanted more so the five-year deal. I mean, he said it over and over again. He likes the area. He, does, he doesn't want to move his son who has his own difficulties constantly. Like, he wants to be able to sit and, and keep his roots, and, and what coach would want to leave a, a Stanley Cup team? And if you look at all the free agency signings and, and the, the internal signings that we're doing – a lot of people are like, we we love this team, we love what we have, we want to stick here, and I'm I'm convinced Trotz wanted that, but there was just a separation in the commitment that we could give him, and honestly, a lot of people are are freaking out about it or did freak out about it, but then when you take a step back and you look at it, losing him isn't as big of a deal as it was, um, because you have Reardon, who, who who the players know, and he's the reason. That we got Orpic, and he was the reason. That, that so you're basically the taking the Jason came. Garrett approach. You're saying, hey, the, our, our guy was in the wind waiting. He's in. He's in the saddle now. Things will continue. It'll be fine. I, when I when we were on off script uh, a few weeks back, you know, I, I personally I thought Trotz was a much bigger deal than any of the free agents. Maybe Carlson was the only exception, uh, but Trotz brought a, a certain swagger to the team and a certain confidence. And yeah, there was a lot of issues with management, and there's probably three or four different times where he would have been he could have been fired during the season just for you know slumps or, or just dips in performance uh, of the team performance but i mean look he, he he brought the he brought the trophy home period he had an extension automatically triggered period he asked for more that you know the cap said no and then you know he's on his way and he signs the very next day with with the islanders so uh, you know it seems like you and i are kind of on, on opposites and opposite ends here i i think you agreed to something you stick with it um, I certainly understand the business side of it, of him saying, well, th- these guys are still looking for any reason to fire me, so why would I stick around? LP, do you have an opinion one way or the other on this? Let me ask you this. Uh, how does that work? It, don't the, the Caps own the rights to him, but they let him go after not him resigning? He, how does that not work? Not if he resigns. So, no, so he didn't – no, so to, what FP was was alluding to was all upper management, with his with him as the exception, got extensions at some point during the season this past year all of his all of his assistant coaches and uh the uh, player personnel everyone got extensions general manager but not trots so he was actually he's essentially a free agent and he it's like a player option like he could have opted into the contract that was already in place and the caps would owe him the money he ultimately said no thanks and obviously i mean he wanted to go to the islanders he wanted out it's just a contracts thing like to me it's the same like when nfl players hold out like you signed something like you you, you got to live up to like you signed it and if you're not happy with it you can try to negotiate it but the team's under no obligation you've got no leverage at that point you, right. you're in you're yeah. right you know but I'm, I'm not convinced i'm not convinced he wanted out but he, i'm i'm if he, he didn't want out he wasn't he would have been here stay. Yeah, he was he wasn't killing himself to stay here yeah. But he didn't he didn't it's not like the the he he got the cup and he was like man i can't wait to leave this place no i mean that's that's not what happened and and it Honestly, like cousins. He, he no. wanted to stay here as long as don't, he was being paid, don't, and don't bring he that, didn't, don't bring that he didn't want to get. Don't bring well, that. It's, just it's relax, similar. just relax. Just, okay, well, no, no, no. I'm this, telling this, you, the traffic on 495 on guys, the Maryland side kills people, realize, and they don't want to be here. You guys have to realize this. this <laughs> I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this out here. We don't know how to look at this with a positive light, but the Capitals and Trots and everything. This is exactly what functional organizations do. We had a mutual leaving. We, we, we did business the way business is supposed to be done. Nobody leaked tweets. Nobody pointed fingers. Nobody blamed yes. anyone. Yes. This was a functional organization that just couldn't Made retain decision. You're their, right. their coach, and that's it. So, and, it and, and we're not ruined for next year. Let's, let's, so let's keep looking at it from that lens for a second here. So they have some decisions to make as far as free agents and returning talent. Uh, the big the big splash was Carlson last week, an eight-year eight extension, very similar to the T.J. Oshie deal. It was it last year or the year before? So he's going to be here for a long time, uh, potentially through the end of his career, or at least through almost the end of his career. Ovi's, Ovi's going to be here forever. Um, T.J.'s going to be here for a long time. So those three pieces, in, at minimum, are in place. Uh, today, I believe DSP is back on a one-year deal. So that's a nice little piece as well. Um, but there's also been some trades and some other things going on, right? Gruby's on his way out. Who who was packaged with Gruby? I'm blanking here. Uh, it was a it was a pick, a draft pick. No, donkey. There was two players. It was Gruby and somebody else were sent out. Somebody needs to Google and fact check me here. It's been a while. Um, but regardless, some places, some people are staying, some people are going. 
I like the Carlson extension. I don't mind the, the duration, just like I didn't mind TJ's. I mean, they're going to be old guys by the time it comes uh, to the end of the line for them. Uh, but the Caps are doing yeah. what the Caps are doing, right? Like, they, the core is staying put, and, you know, it doesn't look so crazy as it did, you know, even, uh, what, I don't know, a week ago? I think Beegs is the guy that, that still is out there. It was Orpic, Orpic right? Yeah, so yeah. Orpic and, and, they, and they got the, the second round draft pick. Yeah, thank 47 you. Forty-seven overall. Thank you. So I think the last free agent that they're gonna have to make a decision on is, or, or they're gonna have to find some money for, is um, is Beegs, and he, I think he's probably not gonna get paid what he wants to get paid. So I, I'd bet that he's on his way out. Um, but you know. There's no expectation for them to go out and win the cup again, is there? I mean, am I wrong in saying that? I just don't feel like there's that pressure on them. Um, the pressure is not on them, but the expectation is there because we have retained a lot of the same players. And like I was saying, the coaching staff losing trots sucks, but we're not broken. We, we still know how to use our team. We'll still have a strong power play. We'll still probably win the Metro. Um, and it, I mean, your your core is still there, and that's huge. And and Kemp me just said that he wants the to expectation. Stay. I don't think the expectation is that we're going to win the Stanley Cup for the next five years in a row. I, it's no, nobody said five we're going to be contenders. We're talking about next year. Sure. Well, yeah, this yeah. this team wasn't supposed we'll to contend contenders. this year, and and they they contended right. So your 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 automatic expectation once you win a championship is that you're going to be there next year. It's just it just comes with the territory. I think in hockey it's a little less pronounced. Just because it's so wide open when you get to the playoffs, but I don't feel like there's pressure on them to start the season. I feel like we we actually may see a resurgence in Ovi. Uh, I think Ovi's going to go one of two ways. It's either going to alleviate so much pressure that we're going to see, uh, you know, the flashes of brilliance more frequently because he's he's just going to play loose. He's got he's he's done or, it. He's climbed the mountain. Or that or he's not going to be able to sober <laughs> up in time. <laughs> Yeah, or it's going to be, you know, Ovi with the Arlington Bros. Like, I, I mean, can we talk about the cup for a second here? The cup hasn't been put down in two and a half weeks until somebody, somebody put it down. We broke the cup. We <laughs> bent it. Tarek Al-Bashir put up a video of it. It's wobbling. We literally, we we went on such a big bender, Cheesy Coke, that joke that we bent the cup. I mean, it's it's gone through worse historically. But I'm sure doing keg stands and never holding it, and God knows what Ovi did with it in his bed, <laughs> it's bent. It's, and but the 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 awesome thing is it's ours to bend. That's what's amazing. Yeah, amen to that. Amen to that. So, so how does that work? Does the cup stay with the Capitals for the whole year? All the players get to travel with it uh, and take it to wherever. So Ovi's going to take it to Russia, and yeah, each uh, person goes to their hometown, right? But yeah, what happens after that? Everybody, that tour is done. No, then it goes back to the league. I mean, yeah, it'll be the start of the season. Yeah, well, we would have to pay for the repairs, but then, yeah, the the handler will take it back, and then they'll just sit there and spit shine it, and probably engrave our names on it, and yes, go from there. It's actually fascinating. So the rings get retired, and it, it the, the, the the cup changes year to year because as as one of the rings fills up, they remove uh, the upper ring, well, and then the lower ring becomes an upper ring, and then they add a ring to the bottom. So it's yeah, kind of cool, actually. I mean, it would be insanely long if they didn't do that. <laughs> That's true. That's true. All right. Well, let's switch gears here. So the Caps are, we can agree, a functional organization run by 10 Leonsis and Monumental Sports. They seem to have their offseason well under control, uh, obviously, and, they, and they've earned their celebration with the big win. The Wizards, under Ted Leonsis and Monumental Sports, can't seem to get rid of one Ernie Grunfeld. <laughs> and, you know, the draft last week came and went. We drafted a gentleman that was not even in the building. Everyone else in the first round, with the exception of our draft pick, was in the building for the draft, except Troy Brown Jr., who was at his draft party in a Vegas sweater. So I don't want to touch on it too much, but one, the season was over, so inappropriate to wear a jersey or a sweater of a team that's no longer playing or the season has ended. Secondly, you got to have a little bit more situational awareness. When the phone rings and DC tells you they're about to draft you, you, you got to take the shirt. You, you got to take it off. You can't. You, that can't be the first thing everyone sees. Is you know you in a Vegas like you just can't do that. 
but there was no chance that he that he was he, that he thought he was going to get picked at that spot. You know, let's. I, I don't want to get into him specifically. I just want to talk about like let's put our. I, I can't. Every time I try to think like Ernie, my head literally just like the wheels stop and they start going in reverse for some reason. Or actually, one side of my brain goes forward and the other one goes backwards. Like I don't understand why you would draft a guy that every expert basically said is a clone or is a sorry is is like a a a blend of two pieces you already have that play big minutes on your team, Porter and Ubre. Unless you intend to trade Porter or Ubre. You probably can't trade Porter because the only team that can afford him that even expressed any interest in signing him last offseason, I believe, was the Nets. Um, and, and they, they will can't have to trade him. You, they and can't he's, trade right. Ubre is probably the better player of the two that you're probably going to, we thought we would have to include in a trade. So I guess there was some logic in it. Um, but then he goes out in the second round and drafts uh, the, the point guard, I'm blanking on his name. I need to pull it up. Who his tape looks great and everything, but he's 19 years old. And last I checked, we didn't need a point guard. So it's it's uh, I just don't understand what I don't understand what he's doing. Uh, the Wizards unanimously ranked at D, D minus, and F. Um, and one publication, SI, didn't even give us a grade. They just give us a dash dash and a question mark. So uh, that's pretty bad consensus. Like it's just terrible. And then this week, you know, in Wizards news, Gortat goes to L.A. for the coach's son who immediately exercised his $12 million option. So the savings of trading Gortat and gaining yet another guard forward, another skill set identical to what you have is uh, in Austin Rivers, is $2 million-ish, $2.5 million-ish. It's about $2.4 million. So I don't understand what Ernie's doing. Can either of you shed some light into the mind of one Ernie Grunfeld? Ernie's absolutely gone crazy. There's no way that a man who knows anything about basketball and can see his team and when his star player in his exit interview begged Ernie to bring him a, a versatile athletic forward, uh, athletic um, center and to go out and get three guards. This doesn't make any sense. Ernie's absolutely delusional. Um, I can understand getting rid of Gortat and I can understand that you're not going to trade Gortat for anything that doesn't have a downside, right? So you're not going to get Gortat for someone who on a, on a small contract. You're not going to get Gortat for someone who's a starter. He's damaged goods by now. And we've seen time and time again that Gortat um, has personality issues with people on, on the court. And it's not just John Wall. It's going to be other people as well. It just doesn't make any sense of why you would then go out and get three guards the Wizards are left that I think they're still over the salary cap. They have essentially $5 million to fill in a starting center. And at this rate, Jan Mahimi is going to be your highest paid center. Oh, my God. This is what I'm going to say. As I'm, Clearly, I'm not as, as strong of a, a Wizards fan as you two, but this is – this is all the garbage that's going to come out of my mouth, and I'll let you guys dissect it, insult me, and correct me as much as you want when I'm done. I'm shocked that Grunfeld is still the GM, and I just saw that it's been 15 years, and he's the longest tenured without a championship. Don't that forget, alone, he got an extension. He got an that, extension in the middle of the year last year. That's that's Vinny Serrato bad in, in, in my eyes of a, of a weaker Wizards fan. From there... There's a GoFundMe page to fire Ernie that already has $630, and it's been up for like four <laughs> hours. So that, that that should show you. We need to put the link to that on our DTC Twitter. We'll Just FireErnieGrunfeld.com. It's, it's FireErnieGrunfeld.com. And then lastly, and, and if I'm not mistaken – didn't Dwight Howard just get bought out and become available? And doesn't he that may. scream? Doesn't that scream a Grunfeld type move? If I'm not mistaken. So okay, he may or he may or is it confirmed? I thought it was confirmed. No, that he's the Nets are out. the Nets are likely to buy him out. Oh, I thought it already. Now happened. the trade hasn't finalized, but Dwight will go to Brooklyn on the first, and he'll likely get bought out and become a free agent. And then Grunfeld will lick his lips and make I don't it think Grunfeld will be involved in that sweepstakes unless he can get him, unless he's got a way to dump a, a contract. Because he, he's going to have to – it's not just about bringing in someone like a Dwight Howard. I mean, we can get to the free agent piece here in well, a then, second. So then so, – But so you've got to have space for them. you got to have playing time too. My yeah. other thought with it is 
bye bye Bradley Beal. No, is what I think okay. might happen. So so let me pump the brakes here for a second. I don't mind. I don't mind that Ernie drafted. Um, uh, what's his face? Um, Troy Brown. Yeah, like Brown Jr. yeah, I, I'm okay with Troy Brown because I think there are some combinations where if this roster stays intact the way it is, I, I don't know how exactly it would work, but you could potentially have Sadaransky, Brown, Ubre, Porter all at the same time on the court, which would make them basically an entire squad of three and D wing players. It would make them impossible to defend theoretically because they can all shoot, they can all defend. That's kind of interesting, right? And in the but modern can they NBA, get their own shot? That's well, the that's question. the interesting we thing about Brown, right? And the the one thing that everybody consistently said about Troy Brown is that he can create shots for other people, right? He's a he's he will come in on day one and be a better passer than Ubre or Porter. So that's interesting, right? Because that actually enables them to stretch a little bit further. And with a center or a a weird power forward center hybrid, it actually creates a, a little bit another option to alleviate and give some. Um, it gives some breathing room to, for the guards to have to create everything off the dribble. So I don't mind Brown as a skill set. And I think there is a way for him, Ubre, Porter to all coexist, especially if you can slide Porter in stretches to the four and maybe, you know, Morris plays center. Like a true, like essentially what the Warriors are doing, right? With, uh, with, uh, what's his face playing center every once in a while. So I, I'm not, I don't hate the pick. I hate the value at 15. And I, I hate that Ernie seems to not have a plan for what he's trying to do. And FP, you touched on it, right? There's going to be the class of free agents is massive. And everyone's going to be talking about LeBron, and, and rightfully so, because it, the conversations all are going to start and end with him. Kawhi Leonard is up there as well. But there's a bunch of other players that would fit really, really nicely on this Wizards team if somehow Ernie could free up, free up some space and get them here. Nerlens Noel is a guy I would love to see in a Wizards uniform. I would love to see him. Derek Favors is taking free agent, um, you know, meetings right now. That would be a nice fit as well. I'm not a boogie guy. We've talked about boogie at length before. Um, I, I don't necessarily want to see him here. I wouldn't say no because he'd ultimately be a, a better four or five than anything we have on the roster right now. But he's he's broken. He is, and that that's why I would prefer a guy like Derek Favors, who's serviceable. He'll get you, you know, twenty to twenty five minutes. He's gonna be he's gonna be good for anywhere from sixteen points, uh, nine ish rebounds. Like he's just consistent, and that's what they need on this team. But there's other guys, right? Clint Capella. If we had money, you know, you would you would think the Rockets are gonna retain him. But man, wouldn't it be great to see him here? Um, Nikola, uh, the, uh, what's his face? That. Uh, you yeah, over in, in Denver is another big that would be yeah. a nice fit. DeAndre, right? We're back to DJ here. You, maybe Ernie sees something. I don't know how it would make any sense, but you bring you bring Austin Rivers over to try to woo DeAndre. I, I don't necessarily get it, but DeAndre is still a guy that would fit really, really well but, on day but one. But none of these work unless you can somehow shut a contract, and I, I just don't see how you can do that. Well, they have buyout I mean, uh, options. I mean, there, there I are mean, some other options, right? They can... Potentially, but you, you it's gonna be hard for anyone to take on Porter's contract. But Ubre is an attractive piece. And I, I, I would I would drop Ubre, Sado, Mahimi, and Meeks all for no, no one wants them, FP. No, like I know, but not, that I mean and that's the problem that the Wizards have is we have nothing to give you. Well, no, Sado's <laughs> got some value, Ubre's got some value because they're on lower contracts. So what you'd have to do is you have to shut someone like Otto and then throw in a Sado and an Ubre to give them value um, for the, the price that they're going to have to pay. But I'll tell you someone who, who I, I want to see in a, in a Wizards um, uniform is Andre Drummond. Oh, yeah. Guy's Good consistent. luck getting him here, but sure. Well, well, the, the Pistons have a new GM, and, you know, new GMs come in, and oftentimes things like that happen. So, But there's other – I mean, there, but I think to still, your point, It's though, a contract thing. You still have to shed a contract. Sure, but there's a lot of fours specifically. I mean, we could talk about Thaddeus Young. Uh, even even guys that could spell Wall and Beal, like I mean, I, wouldn't you love to see Marcus Smart in a Wizards uniform instead of a Celtics one, or Avery Bradley, the guy that gave Bradley Beal all kinds of hell in the playoffs a couple years back, um, you know, in the, in the second or whatever it was, the Eastern Conference, whatever it was, the um, Conference Finals, I believe, I think, I don't remember, but wouldn't I would love to see him in a Wizards uniform? Like there's Jabari Parker, it, the list goes on. Aaron there's Gordon. there's a bunch of them. I mean, sure, but even even Dwight Howard, like I wouldn't say no to bringing him to DC. Uh, I would say no to paying him a ton of money and thinking he's going to start for you. Uh, but he's a center that you you haven't had. He's a guy who's going to catch the lobs. You look at what Gortat gave you on this team: high screen and roll, and then he did his little, f- you know, 
flick of the wrist, the layup thing at the rim, and then you would pout whenever he missed it. Dwight can do the same, except he's usually going to dunk it, or if he doesn't dunk it, he's going to get fouled. I don't think he's going to tower over people or, or slam the ball a million times anymore. Um, but I would still consider Dwight a, a mediocre, if he's not comparable to Gortat, he's a small upgrade um, just because of his physicality on the defensive end, which they've lacked for two, three seasons now, if not yeah, longer. Absolutely. Right. So, you know, but there's other, there's, there's so many guards out here. Um, even Ennis Cantor, like this is a guy who, when he was playing with uh, Durant and, um, and, uh, and Westbrook in OKC, people really saw him and said, Hey, this is the, the type of center or proto. This is the new center in the NBA, right? He does a little bit of everything. I would love to bring Ennis Cantor here. I would love it. First of all, there's a lot of Turkish people, so he'll feel real comfortable. But more importantly, like he'll do exactly what they need they need him to do, and he's a monster contract as well. So it's highly likely that he's going to opt into his $19 million contract with the Knicks. And if you're the Knicks, would you rather have Otto Porter or Ennis Cantor? And the answer may be, that may be one of the few teams that say, yeah, fine, we'll take Otto because we don't want to pay Ennis. We don't, we don't need him. Uh, I mean, Porzingis is basically we're gonna rebuild around him. Maybe maybe we can start with Porter and Porzingis. Like, if I'm Ernie, these are the conversations I'm trying to have with the leadership, specifically with the Knicks, because that's the one move that I see that could work just on paper because of money. Um, but Rajon Rondo is a free agent. Wouldn't he be a nice piece to spell Wall? Like, same skill set, incredibly quick, can create for anybody. Can't shoot, but I mean, he's gotten a little bit better. Uh, Jamal Crawford. You know, uh, I mean, yeah. the dude's old. He's super old, but you got. I, I don't mind him. I don't mind him. But here. Rudy Gay. Thing. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, those, those are all good options. I just, I have a hard time seeing Ernie being able to to pull any of this stuff off. And it's really you, just just zero confidence in Ernie running the show here. I mean, uh, FP made a comparison to uh, Vinny Serrato and. You're probably more right than you are wrong on that. <laughs> did you guys um, did you guys hear about the conspiracy theory around Troy Brown and Boogie? No. So apparently Troy Brown wore zero in college, chose six when, when we got him. Uh, and then DeMarcus Cousins followed him after the draft and liked his Instagram post. And then I'll, there's a bunch of stupid Bobo fans out there that think that means he's coming. Look, look, Please DeMarcus stop Cousins reading whatever wants you're to reading. Be here. He, he wants, <laughs> I'm just showing, I, I really think I'm DeMarcus just showing, Cousins wants to be here. He wants to play with John Wall. I think he's so not going to come yes. here for $5 million a year. He's not going to give you a discount to come here. I'll give you one more name that would fit really nicely on this Wizards team as constructed, and you can get him on the cheap, especially if you swoop in now and try to pick him up. Uh, Alex Len, the Maryland product. Played center yeah. locally. I could certainly see him wanting to come back to, to the DMV. Uh, he, you know, he, the Suns basically opted not to extend him. He would be a nice piece. He, I think he would be, I wouldn't say he's the perfect fit, but he's a young big, and that's exactly what this team needs. Uh, I mean, LP, do you agree? I think you think he would be, I think he would be open to it. I think if you can get him with the mid-level ex- exception, um, it would be a well-spent money. Yeah, I mean, he would be someone who fits the budget. Uh, he averaged 8.5 points a game, 7.5 rebounds a game, and almost a block per game per 19 minutes. So not so bad, but, I mean, isn't Alex Len going to get you out of the – get you higher than the four seed? Uh, probably not. So, so it's just – yeah, I mean, dude, you know me. I want Andre Drummond. Give me Andre Drummond. But so- – but I'm also I'm also seeing uh, talk about uh, what's his face from the Kings, uh, Willie Cauley Stein. Is that worth it? Is that bad? Is that stupid? It's not stupid. I just don't think that's a. Uh, I don't but think he's he, a fit. He's, is he is he not a fit or is it not necessarily an upgrade? Because doesn't he? I'm not going to say he sucks as much as Gortop, but isn't he not? To be honest, FP, I don't think the, the Kings have played on um, national television in the past 10 years, so <laughs> I, I have no idea. And if it's between him and Alex Len, I'd take the project that's going to be cheaper that I can move or dump, personally. I think you're just you're in a better spot. They, they have to target you know, kind of the second and third tier. But Alex Len, I mean, he wasn't like a super stud in, in college by any stretch, but he's a big, and he's a local, but he was, and you can bring him home. And he was a high draft pick, but... Uh, 
personally, if we're gonna go down the Alex Len route, I think I'd rather have Nerlens Noel. Oh, I would I, I love Nerlens. I think he's got more athletic uh, athletic ability. Um, he's way more raw, so I think you give someone uh, that Scott Brooks can work with and groom. Um, I, I don't think he's reached his potential or even close to it yet. If you look at his stats, I think he averaged like three points a game last year. Um, maybe but he's a, block. a like you said, he's a big dude. He's going to play defense. He's going to he's going to he will blossom into a ring, uh, you know, a rim protector, which is more important than points. I mean, that's just the bottom line on this team. So, and you can get him for what you have with salary cap. He only made four point one million last year. Yeah, and so it, you can get him under yeah. under five. So let's talk about you know last topic here before we we put a bow on this one. Let's talk about the top three free agents, right? Kevin Durant is a kind of a boring issue here or boring storyline. Expected to re-sign with Golden State. Um, I, the only place I could potentially see him going, which would be like literally one in a bazillion. Would be L.A. Um, he's not it's going not anywhere. He, he's yeah. going to stay exactly where he's at. So let's not talk about him. Paul George. It looks like he and Carmelo are both going to opt into their contracts with OKC before Friday, which basically means OKC is stuck in their own contract hell with the same core three that you know couldn't beat a Western Conference opponent for the first quarter of the season uh, last season, but. He would be open to a sign and trade. That's what he said. So that way he gets paid and gets moved at the same time. LA being a highly probable landing spot. And LeBron James. I'm personally, as time goes on here, I don't see him returning to Cleveland. I think I think there is a slim chance that they can pull off one or maybe two free agent acquisitions, go way over the salary cap to keep him happy and keep him in Cleveland. But I think all the writing is on the wall, and this is the time to do it for him to move west to L.A. Um, there's rumors that leaked this week that his wife basically said, if you want to leave Cleveland, it's either Miami or L.A. We're not starting over in a brand new city. So Miami is likely is highly unlikely, given that they don't really have the talent in place to compete right away. And... Uh, his kids are already in LA and they're playing, they're, they're in private school with Scottie Pippen's kids and whatever and all this other stuff. LA makes sense. Um, what, does it, does it though? I mean, yes. Why would you want to go to the West and essentially make it that much harder for you to get to the finals? It makes no sense to me. I your, think it your actually is. Your legacy is already tarnished. It's already tarnished by not winning in the finals as many times as you've gone. See, I, I why disagree. Would you, why would you make I think, it harder to get into the finals? I think at I this mean, point in his career, his legacy is it's done. Whether he wins one more or loses two more, he, he's gonna be he's gonna go down as this generation's best player. Uh, the only person that potentially could surpass him is gonna be Kevin Durant, and he is miles behind where where LeBron was at, at the same age. So LeBron is gonna go down as the best player in this generation, and the debates of, you know, is he better than Kobe? I think those are going to change very soon into, yes, he is, just because, you know, reality or perception is reality, and right now he's still playing, Kobe is not. In the last few years of Kobe's career, where he was not dominant. Um, you know, I, I think Kobe, I think LeBron looks at all of that. His legacy doesn't change if he wins two more like uh, two more championships. Nothing changes about his converse, about where he belongs in the pantheon of the greats. It, it won't change, period. So, I'm, I think the I really LA moves. Hope it doesn't happen. I think the, what's the point of Eastern Conference if that happens? Uh, so I actually think well, LeBron. It paves the way for the Wizards to get to the finals. It opens it up. Oh, yeah. it, it opens it up tremendously. I mean, Boston is going to be assuming they have their full squad in, in tow for the next three, four, five years. They're going to be the team to beat in the in the Eastern Conference, and it, it'll it'll take someone stepping up and building a semi three and a half four star team. The Wizards are actually not too far away from from one maybe two pieces and, and being competitive um but i actually think lebron going to la adding someone like a paul george adding potentially i mean they have all the money in the world they can they can keep adding forever there they could flip deandre from uh from the clippers to the lakers and have paul george and have and have lebron uh right. you know there was it, even it a rumor that Kawhi. i mean I think but, the Kawhi rumor was shut down but but Kawhi is another piece that would fit really nicely aside you know next to LeBron. There's I mean there's point guards galore that would go play there too. So I I actually see it as probable. I think you know Laker Nation is going to have a uh, a problem on their hands as to whether to accept him in that uniform or not. Uh, you know 
it would be interesting to see him there. And I think if he can build the team he wants there, which and he would have the money to do it, I would argue he'd be equally as competitive as he would be in the Eastern Conference. Like for him, it's not about getting to the finals; it's about either you know winning or not winning. He's not going to get past the Warriors, so why not be in a better city, uh, better weather? And potentially see the Warriors. You know, this is this is my train of thought. You see them three or four times a season. You see them four times a season as opposed to twice and in the finals only. I mean, we saw it this year. The Warriors were pushed to the brink by the Rockets. Like it's not that. Um, it's it's more wide open, I think, than we perceive it to be. With two and a half potentially teams at the top, constantly competing. So, yeah, like I said, I. I don't think it matters for his legacy. I think he's going to do what he thinks is best for his family, where he's going to get paid the most money and where he's going to be the most comfortable. And I think L.A. checks all those boxes. Can I ask a stupid question about LeBron to L.A.? And, Joe, this is probably going to be more directed towards you. What happens with the L.A. fan base that have made it their life to to be Team Kobe and to, to, to praise him and then all the greats before Kobe? Are they going to be so quick to just be like, hey, cool, LeBron, we love him? Or is there... It, it to me it just feels like I like I couldn't I wouldn't be able to do that as a I, fan of the Lakers. You, I think do you see the, what I'm trying to get at? Yeah, I think the Kobe guys, myself included, are not going to accept him in that jersey and are going to. But we'll watch because he's LeBron and he's the best player on the planet. Uh, I think if you are a fan of the team and not the individual players, uh, like our boy Dan, for example, I, I think he wants to see more championships and he wants to see the Lakers return to relevancy. And frankly, I think the league needs the Lakers to return to relevancy. Um, so I, I think it's a little bit of, you know, imagine if if LeBron came to the Wizards. Like we've spent, uh, you know, his professional career cheering against the guy. It would, But if he came to Washington, you know, and there... Yeah, but John Wall, if, if John Wall had accomplished what Kobe accomplished, I, I wouldn't be so willing to to take a LeBron. You know what I'm I mean it's just Yeah, look, but, but I think we've fans want to win here in DC. Championships uh, mean more than anything else. I mean, LA's it, had theirs. They're not, not they're a single not person in, in in Washington DC is worried about um, Trotz leaving. I mean, and, uh, that's the whole and that's why LeBron to Philly kind of made sense, but I don't see it, and I don't. If you're Philly, I don't know if you want to bring that sideshow in. You're going to overspend and all that pressure on your team. You're already building something nice with with Simmons and Embiid. So I I don't see Philly being an actual destination for him. I think it's L.A. or Cleveland, and if he stays I think in Cleveland, Philly can still be a destination. Philly or or maybe a New York team. Um, I say Boston gets I mean, rid of Brooklyn's Kyrie. Got, Brooklyn's <laughs> got tons of money, but they need to bring in a lot of pieces for that. I don't see that at all. I mean, I I think it's more likely you get LeBron, Carmelo, and uh, I don't know, and maybe Kawhi or something in uh, in L.A. than anything else. And you know, I don't know if Carmelo actually helps you in any way, but you know, I don't think anything LeBron does does at this point is going to tarnish his legacy or his career. I just don't see it happening. Um, but what he does will dictate a lot of what the rest of the league will do. And it would be something to say, like if you're a Cleveland fan and LeBron leaves the second time, I don't think you're upset that he decides to leave. I think you're upset that you that he traded away uh, Kyrie Irving and then he left, <laughs> right? Like he torpedoed your team and then he went away. So uh, that's, that's, <laughs> that's the stick in the butt there, not so much that he decides to leave again. I don't think they'll be burning jerseys and all that stuff. The second time he did what he said he wanted to do, which is he came home, he won a championship, and that's it. So the only place I, you know, that he would go where he would get booed and and could potentially tarnish his legacy would be the Warriors. Like that would be the place where it would make no sense, and that would There's destroy. No way his that legacy. the NBA would let that would let something like that happen. I mean, you would hope. Not. I mean, yeah, you. I'll tell you what. You've been talking about the NFL being in trouble. I actually think the NBA is in trouble. Um, we saw, I think there was like 3 million people who watched um, the NBA draft. And um, what was the World Cup ratings that day? I mean, when soccer is beating, um, you know, the oh, NBA. But, but you can't, you uh, can't compare. So I would, is, is, you can't compare US live ratings? sports. You can't compare live sports with a draft. The oh, NFL, I know the NFL's. But, the NFL's right, but take, take the World Cup versus the NBA finals. I mean, you can do the NHL finals to the uh, final to the to the NBA final. NHL, you know, just dribbled all over and dunked on on the NBA. So 
the NBA is in trouble. I think actually this is going to be the first offseason where the money starts to correct itself and you don't see just stupid spending, you know, with, uh, you know, Rudy Gay making a, you know, $50 million or whatever, or $30 million a season and, or uh, Mike Connolly Jr., sorry, making $30 million. Like that guy's still making $30 million plus. And at the time he signed that contract, he was the third player in the history of the NBA to make that much money. So, the stupid money, I think, is coming to an end. ESPN, we know, is bleeding left and right. So I think this is the first season or first offseason where, you know, the B and C level free agents, the Jan Mahimis of the world, the D and E level free agents aren't going to get the money that they were getting a couple seasons ago when the TV revenue was just flowing in. I think owners are looking at it and saying, we're on borrowed time here. We have to start wheeling this back in, especially teams that are over the luxury cap. But uh, one one just shout out here to the Atlanta Hawks who had a ridiculous draft. That team is going to go from uh, they were they were good, very good, then horrible last season. They're going to go back to good and potentially be very good within the next two seasons. Incredible haul for them at every position, essentially, just stacking talent at guard, forward, and center. So that's going to be a team that the East is going to have to deal with in a, in a few years' time. But um, any final thoughts here, boys, as we put a bow on the show? Um, you know, we talk a lot here about the Wizards and what they hopefully will do. Um, but, uh, you know, the floor is yours. Any topic, any sport, anything you want to add as we uh, sign off on this episode. Let's go Mr. LP first. Uh, I think we, we touched on it a little bit earlier, but, um, you know, Germany being knocked out of the World Cup is, is huge news. I think that's what, four or five out of the last six uh, World Cup champions. Yes. Um, not making out of group stage. Um, so talk about parity in a, in a competition. Uh, whether you're a big soccer fan or not, um, the games have been fantastic. Oh, amen to that. FP, any final thoughts? Anything you want to talk about? Yes, the Redskins. I'm going to leave you with one little bit of, uh, of a taste in your mouth. Darius Geis is going to rush over 1,000 yards. We'll go into that later, but that's my prediction. How many yards will Alex Smith throw for? Less than four thousand. <laughs> then, then we will win less than six games. Uh, no. If you got a thousand yard rusher, then you don't need Alex Smith to throw that much. But yeah, any thoughts Who was on our last thousand yard rusher, Alfred Morris? Alfie. Yes. Any thoughts on Kirk Cousins in a Vikings uniform going bananas for throwing picks in practice? <laughs> That made me so happy to read that article. I can't wait to watch the Vikings go 500 or worse and then question what happened. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't if be they surprised. Go, if they go 500 or worse? Yeah. Uh, it's definitely happening. Are you following? Are you guys following the Alex Smith talk? How good he's looked, how he commands the huddle. So it's, 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 it's crazy. So he looks great in our practice and, and in camp and all of that, but then – National coverage is how nobody gives him any respect, and he's not even on like the the top 100 or or anything like that. And Pat Mahomes is ranked higher than him, and everybody else is ranked higher than him as as top QB. He's getting like zero respect nationally. Was, was he not not even ranked on the NFL, NFL not, Network's top 100? Not even ranked. Nope. It's terrible. It's terrible. Mahomes wow. is higher than him. It was a pro Watson's higher than him. Half season Garoppolo is higher than him, and it's crazy. I think that has was, more to do though Cousins with the Redskins. The I think it has more to do with the Redskins being not outside the, like the national spotlight. Like nobody, because no, Kerrigan wasn't on it either. Like it's weird. Like nobody thinks of the Redskins. It's like the the team right. doesn't no, exist. No, but but if you if you remove the Redskins and you go just potential MVP probability, they they still don't have. Alex Smith higher than all those other guys I mentioned. There's just no respect for him across the I think, board. I think our triple R sessions that are going to be coming here in about a month or so, <laughs> breaking down <laughs> the positions. definitely queued up. Yeah, they're going to be a lot of fun. You know, the team looks very different at, at all, all, many of the skill positions, so uh, it'll be a lot of fun to break down the offense and talk about expectations. And, of course, my favorite show of the offseason, when we go through the schedule and make our predictions. But, <laughs> but for now... Let's put a bow on this. Lots of Caps talk, lots of Wizards talk. Uh, it's nice to get back in the saddle and put a show together a little bit longer, but that's okay. We had a lot to discuss. Tomorrow, for those that are paying attention, World Cup knockout rounds begin. Uh, or Sorry, the coverage, our coverage begins. Predictions, bold predictions, crazy predictions. 
analysis and, of course, banter coming your way on that show. On Friday, you will hear from our Nats guys who are who've been on a two-week uh, hiatus themselves recovering, talking about Mad Max, the struggles, the bats that have gone cold, what to do with Bryce, so many things that need to be assessed, so many things that need to be discussed with this team. We'll talk about Davey Martinez and how he is or isn't performing up to what we expect. And of course, would Dusty have done it better? Lots to talk, lots to break down there. And hopefully, Stevie and I will be doing a weekend review. We got some big upsets in the Democratic uh, Party as far as some races that went down yesterday. We got to talk about uh, Russia hacking the German energy grid. We got to talk about the border and this fake news about um, parents being separated from their kids or kids being separated from their parents. And, you know, just, just food for thought here. It would be nice if everyone got all up in arms when families are separated because of like, you know, criminals, like families are separated for all kinds of different reasons. Um, but you know, Steve's can not I, here. Can I, I'm going to get on that show just to stir the pot and see how pissed off I can get Steve. Sure. I mean, <laughs> Steve gets a, a little, he gets annoyed because you know, when you debate logic, it's, it's hard to, uh, <laughs> to keep it straight sometimes, but you know, we're a nation of laws and if you like it, great. And if you don't like it, you know, tough, tough bananas, but if day one in America you broke the law, you know, I think that's kind of, uh, you know, people break the law every day. People go to jail every day and families are separated every day because of it. I'm just not seeing what the difference is with crossing the border and breaking the law versus shoplifting or murder and breaking the law. But yeah, I'll, I'll rip Steve's pants off and, uh, and teach him a thing or two when we get to that show. So <laughs> anyway, looking forward to it. Lots and lots coming. Uh, one final note here. We want to say thank you to HMG. The past year has been a pleasant one. Certainly, we've learned a lot. Certainly, we are very appreciative. Um, but we have not renewed with HMG. We are a solo show. Not to say that we were censored before, but uh, we're back where it started. And we are actively reviewing potential partners right now. We have two that are, are considering us and one that we are considering uh, where it's already been written up and it's on the table. So stay tuned for some big announcements on that. Um, you know, we don't know what we're going to name the show, but we know the show will continue. So for everyone that's been listening, supporting us. It's, stay it's staying the name until until the other three get their act together. Uh, or maybe it's just DTC. Or maybe it's just the show. Who, who knows? We'll, we'll come up with something. But <laughs> the bottom line is we're not going anywhere. The show will continue. The words will continue to flow. The thoughts will continue to be shared. The banter will continue to flow back and forth. We're not going anywhere. So uh, thank you for everyone that's been on this journey with us for the past year. We take full credit for defeating the curse and for the Capitals bringing a championship to Washington, D.C. But as FP just alluded to, there's a lot more to do. And frankly, we love sports too much to just stop talking about it. So thank you for LP, for FP. My name is Joe. For Stevie, who's not here because it's too late. Uh, he says thank you also. Stay tuned. Lots of content coming. Stay tuned on the website as well. Changes coming to that platform. Um, more content will be coming in the days to come. Um, if you have any interest in writing or covering sports, reach out to us. We're always expanding our team and looking for people to help out in that department. Facebook, social media, Twitter, Instagram, all that, all those fine things. You can find us everywhere at Defeat the Curse or Defeating the Curse. That's not changing anytime soon. Yeah, stay in touch. We love the show. We love our fans. We hope you love it too. Thank you so much. For the boys, my name is Joe. We are out.